This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, my friends. A very different start to this episode of AEW All In Ups and Downs Part 2. Because we did it yesterday. Thank you to everyone who did come and have some fun with me, which sounds absolutely terrible. But now we are back in Casa El Miller. It's probably not how you say it at all. I have finally watched the show properly. So let's take the finger of power and do a propping, upping, and a downing. I'm so tired. That didn't even make any sense. We do have to start with the pre-show, because, of course, our first match was MJF and Adam Cole taking on Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. And do you know what I liked about this? Much like my brain, we kept it nice and simple. Because quite clearly, Tony Khan had gone, oh, hello, main event wrestlers. Please do not get hurt. So you guys, just go and do seven minutes, have a bunch of fun, do all your silly billy moves, everybody will have a damn good time. And you know what? I did. Especially because in 2023, where you have to do like a 450 splash spinneroonie with a twist, do you know what the two big moves of this match were? The kangaroo kick and the double clothesline. Because Maximal Jacob Freeman was able to hit that and it's the greatest maneuver that I've ever seen in my life. Even though it was just a double drop kick when they hit the double clothesline onto Carl Fletcher, who sold it like an absolute hero, and they got the one, two, three. All you need to do is go and listen to the fan reaction. 80,000 plus people in Wembley went absolutely nuts. And I'm giving it up. I should also point out that before this, there was a skip between Miro and powerhouse Will Hobbs. They did a contract signing for their match at All Out, which is going down six days, which is totally crazy. What I'm going to say is this. One of those security guards, eh? He looked like an absolute bored a-hole, and I think he has terrible opinions. We also had Hook versus Jack Perry for the FTW title, and with this one, once again, all you need to know is that they had a limousine, so they must have gone, well, you know, we are going to have that vehicle. Shall we just throw each other into it? The other guy went, yes, I've always wanted to be thrown into a car. So that's what they did. And it was absolutely bonkers when you did think about it, although I was quite surprised by the finish. Because Luke Perry got choked out by a hook. That's right. He fell into the red rum. He couldn't breathe. He was going to die. He decided he wanted to stay alive. So now Hook is the FTW champion. Now, I did enjoy their feud. But it did kind of feel kind of short. Maybe a little bit thin. Don't know what that means. Once again, it was just so cool to see brand new wrestlers competing in this kind of a setting. If you don't want me to keep saying that, you should probably turn off this video. Because obviously I was there. And just taking in the atmosphere, well, it made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So, my gosh, 
they must have felt like champions. Give you get that. When the pay-per-view started properly, and this was some historic shit, I tell you, because out came CM Punk, out came Samoa Joe, the real AEW World Championship was on the line. And given that they may never fight again, let's go back in time. Because when they were doing their trilogy in Ring of Honor, did anybody think they would come to the end of the line in the UK? I didn't, and I'm damn happy they did. We also made sure to get all our, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that spots in here. Because Samoa Joe did the nope thing just walked off which i will love to the day i die and we had a call back to that original trilogy that we've already talked about because samoa joe grabbed cm punk he just whacked his head into out of the announce table i was like well i suppose that is one way to do it or you think he has gold in his brains it was truly wonderful seeing the reaction to punk too because the british fans decided you know what even though we cheered you a little bit when you made your entrance now we're going to boo the ship out of you. And he was quite clearly having the time of his life because not only did he do John Cena's five moves of doom, he hit the Hulk Hogan lead drop. And actually, very nicely, he was also doing tributes to Terry Funk. I thought that was cool. He also made sure they did one final callback when they got to the finish because CM Punk gave Samoa Joe the damn Pepsi plunge off the top. Now, we chatted to somebody yesterday on Live Ups and Downs. Look, more power to you. Thank you very much for joining me. Who was like, well, it didn't look very good. <laughs> These are two men in their 40s, one of who is built like a brick wall. Can't. Sometimes wrestling fans, man, they're real freaky dicky. What did you expect them to do? Either way, I thought this was a tremendous opening match. It was just so much fun. And of course, Punk got the one, two, three. And now I guess he goes to Chicago to face Ricky Starks for the real world championship. Does he lose? Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. That's why we watch. It's the whole point. Where well, the goodness kept on coming, because it was Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, and Kota Ibushi, who was also in Wembley, taking on Bullet Club Gold and Takeshita with Don Callis, who was saying ridiculous things on commentary. I mean, you could even describe it as goofy wrestling for life. But my word, they also kicked the shit out of each other. Mostly, though, if you are into your world of wrestling, seeing Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, the Golden Lovers, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. Once again, I'm like, like a broken record here. But they finally got back together. I know they did it at Blood and Guts, but for the second time in many a year, and we saw it in front of our eyes. And if you live over here, you didn't have to fly anywhere. I'm sorry, a few years ago, that never would have happened. I also just think that Hangman Adam Page is a terrific pro wrestler. Juice Robinson is totally crazy, makes me laugh. Dekesta has all the potential in the world. And this Jay White man, you put him in an arena, or I suppose stadium setting, and you let him work. And he's just like the greatest wrestler on the planet. Like he used to do this in the Tokyo Dome and now he's doing it again. One day, mark my words, right now you get pen, right? Simon Miller said this on August the 28th, whatever it is, he's going to be a world champion in AEW and he is going to be flubbing good. I also appreciate this too because now we do know the brand new tradition in AEW is that on the August bank holiday weekend, they will do all in at Wembley and then seven days later, they're going to continue to do all out in Chicago. So it does mean that on all of these events, you're going to have to plant seeds for the second pay-per-view within seven days. That's what we did here. Because after Kenny Omega had decided, man, I'm just going to smash the B button and do V-trigger and V-trigger and V-trigger and V-trigger, Dekestra was like, well, that's all well and good, bro. But I am going to hit you with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. There's a prize roll-up. And he beat him. Oh my gosh, I lost my damn mind. This is great too, because now I think Tony Khan talked about this at a press conference. We can do Takeshita versus Omega in Chicago. And I presume Kenneth win, but does he? I do not know. But seriously, if you are into your trios matches or your six-man tags, this just ticked the box. Every single person in it is absolutely sublime. 
and you still have some negative Nancy idiots going on there. It's not a coat or a bush you have 10 years ago. No. And do you know who else isn't the same person as they were 10 years ago? You. So you better start putting some damn respect on his name. Give me a lap. When we just got to the most tremendous matchup for the AEW tag team titles, it was FTR taking on the Young Bucks. And do not forget, the bar was set at, well, you better have the best wrestling tag team match ever, otherwise flub you. And this is totally on them because they're so damn talented, it is what people expect. And I do think they got pretty damn close. Although, yeah, if you want to come into my house right now and say, well, I actually think one of their other two matches were better, I'd probably agree with you. But when they got to the ending sequence here and they started stealing each other's moves like they're playing WWE 2K23, or AEW Fight Forever would be a better reference, but I've said it now because I'm an idiot, I thought it absolutely rocked. Never forget as well that if you are a pro wrestler, that's properly insulting. The commentators were like, well, I can't believe the Young Bucks have done the Shatter Machine. But it was just the, I don't even know what the right word would be, skill of the near falls. So the ref would go one, the ref would go two, and just as they were about to hit three, their hand was like here. It was so close to the ground, and then somebody would kick out, and I bit on every single one. I went all wibbly-jibbly at one point, which was ridiculous, because I knew who was going to win this match when I was watching on my TV, but they still got me to plug in. I also loved the fact they had ring gear that was specific for the evening, and FTR even had shout-outs for Brody Lee, Bray Wyatt, and Jay Briscoe, which I thought was super lovely. And by the time they were getting smashed with the BTE trigger and kick it out, I was like, man, this is absolutely tremendous. Cash Wheeler also went for the 450 again in this match, which was a wonderful callback. I was like, Cash, you've got to stop going for that move. It's not going to work. When the Bucks went for the Meltzer driver, and kind of in midair, FTR turned that into the Shatter Machine, and they got the 1-2-3. But we were planting seeds here that maybe we're going to do another match between these two, because FTR wanted to shake hands, and Matt and Nick Jackson were like, we shall not shake your hands, because we are not happy at all. They didn't turn into a vampire, but it sounds like it. So honestly, all things considered, I thought they absolutely brought it and they continue to be two of the best tag teams to ever exist. That's right, I said it. If you want to come and yell at me, well, you've missed your time. You should have done that last night. Now I am back in my house, giving it up. When we got to the stadium stampede, this was absolutely bonkers. Now, I do like the fact that we do basically have a template with these, which is just the camera is going to jump around the place. You're going to miss a bunch of spots. Often music will continually play. Although in this one, at one point, John Moxley had spikes coming out of his head. That's right. If you haven't seen it, don't come blame me. Don't come yell into my face. John Moxley is just an interesting dude. I know he has done this in Japan, but for some reason, seeing him doing it on British soil... Well, it just hit me a little bit harder. I may have been a bit weaker than these. My absolute favourite part, though, was the absolute blood feud that's going off between Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli, especially because when they did fight through the bar area, somebody in a green shirt was standing there and was a bit scared they were going to hurt him. Once again, I looked at this guy, I was like, man, you're so biased. You should never be allowed on YouTube and your parents hate you. Of course, at one point, we just cut back to Moxie and he was bleeding. I was like, well, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. And we did this, dare I say it, really cool bit with Penta. When he got injured, everyone was like, oh no, what's he going to do? He went away and when he returned, he was Penta Dark. I love that. It's like you're playing Mortal Kombat and you've selected a different costume. The best friends were also absolutely tremendous in all of this, especially when Sue turned up with cookies. That's right, their mum was here. And even though there were these delicious treats ready to eat, instead they just got the cookie sheets and started using them at weapons. And I was like, well, who the flub is going to eat the cookies? I hope they went to a good home. It also wrong to see Sam 
Santana and Ortiz back, and they do seem to be a tag team again. And man, we forgot how good they are. And they were just kicking ass, as was Orange Cassidy. Now, does Orange Cassidy have the best title run, the international title at the moment? Yes, he does. And is he very good at coming up with stories? He is. Because seriously, because he has been so injured, because he keeps defending his championship and defending his championship and defending his championship, when he was trying to hit the orange punch, he was like, I can't do it. My wrist doesn't work. My knuckles don't work. My fingers don't work. So I've got an idea. Why don't I cover it in glass and go and punch Claudio Castagnoli right in the head? And I kind of stared off into the distance and I thought to myself, this is actually happening, Simon. And when you see it, you're never going to be unseared. Because it was a piece of fruit smacking and trying to kill a man from Switzerland. That's what it was. Now it's in your brain. It's in my brain. And it did signal the end of the match. It was the one, two, three. And as we found out in the post-press conference, now Orange has to fight Penta on Wednesday. It's like, why the flub is he fighting his best buddy? It actually does make sense, though, because I think this is then going to build to him versus John Moxley at All Out. And given everything we did here, well, once again, it was just such a great setup. Now, look, we can never actually run through these matches properly because it is just jump, 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 go, 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 go. But I love the frantic nature of it. I think Eddie Kingston is a damn true hero, as is Claudio, as is everybody in this. The amount of effort and danger they put themselves through is absolutely obscene. Give me it up. Which is when we then got back to the warm and fuzzy in the tum-tum stuff. Now, some people online didn't like this, but it's wrestling, my friends. On occasion, you just have to do what's right for the territory. We are talking about the women's four-way for the belt. Because you watch Cena versus Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Soraya. And all I want to do is tell you about my two favorite things in this match. One, Tony Storm, just in general. This new gimmick is absolutely fantastic. And amazingly, she is going to have to keep losing and getting crazier and crazier. But two, at one point, Soraya's mum was in the crowd. So Storm had her hold Britt Baker, because of course her daughter and her are friends, because she was going to smack her when the dentist moved out the way, meaning Tony Storm hit Soraya's mum. And Soraya's like, wait a minute, you can't hit the person that bore thee. And well, I think the outcast must be done. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Ruby Soho then appeared and she was like, guys, we've got to calm down, man. Otherwise, what the hell is going to happen to all our spray paint sales? This when Tony Storm was like, I am sick of it. And she went nuts. Because she smashed Ruby right in the face. So once again, these three have to be totally done. Which actually does make sense because Ruby's going after the TBS title. So it's benefited her. We've already talked about Tony. And Soraya is the champion. So you can't argue it. This group did a pretty good job. The finish was really good as well. And I think I've got this right, but I'm so damn tired. I may have got it wrong. But Baker was able to get the Lockshaw onto Sheeta. But because she was so focused on this, Soraya decided, well, I don't like you, Tony, anymore. She did get the paint and spray. She sprayed her in the face and she then hit the nightcap and she got the one, two, three to win the championship. Now, once again, this was very clever because now we can do Britt Baker versus Soraya. But also because, of course, Soraya is from the UK this place went absolutely crazy and her family came out to meet her. Never forget, this is what sports entertainment is all about. It's about moments. It's about good times. It's about what my t-shirt says. Who cares even if she lost the damn thing in a week? You can just enjoy this for what it was in its own nice little package that somebody gave you to Christmas. What? Up. When we may have got to my favorite match of the night, Swerve Strickland and Christian... Versus Darby Allen and Sting. Now, I was always going to love this because when Sting came out with his son, they arrived to seek and destroy by Metallica. Now, I'm a massive Metallica fan. If I took this camera right now and I showed you around this room, you would see a lot of memorabilia. And you'd be like, Simon Miller, you're a very weird individual. And I would agree with you. So the fact that Tony Khan was willing to spend this genuinely 
one of my favorite entrances ever. It was also a coffin match, do not forget, and man, they just went totally crazy. Like Sting was trying to crash through a table onto Swerve Strickland so it didn't work, so he did it again, and just sat on him. And this Swerve, not only is he one of the most intelligent professional wrestlers that has ever lived, I mean that, the way he sees the damn business is like nobody else, but he decided, ha ha Sting, I see you laying on this casket, I'm going to give you a 450. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. And he went right into it. And while I'm laughing, it wasn't funny. This is a defense mechanism. I thought he was dead. Darby Allen is also crazy because he had his hands handcuffed by Christian at one point, but he was still diving around the place. And do not forget, if you are a pro wrestler, these are your shields. These are your safety hazards. You can use them to get yourselves out of predicaments. <laughs> Just had no choice. And he was still doing all his usual stuff, I tell you. How Darby's going to make it another five years, I don't know. But he doesn't care and more power to him. He is so damn amazing to watch. Christian Cage, I also think, is on the run of his life right now because from a character standpoint, he is just such a heathen. And Luchasaurus got involved here too. So I was like, you know what? I was waiting for that. I needed a dinosaur. Certainly it didn't work at all because he got absolutely annihilated by a skateboard. And in what other form of entertainment can you say that? Oh, never happens in Jurassic Park, does it? How did the Tyrannosaurus Rex get taken out of the movie? Well, somebody hit him with a skateboard. The finish was awesome too as well because Swerve then got scorpion death drops onto this casket that was totally destroyed. And they kept putting him in it. But at the last second, he'd like pop an arm out or he'd pop a weapon out. In fact, everybody was doing this. So what they did is because he kept trying to do that, it was like you were trying to, I don't know, put something in a luggage case for your holiday. They just came off the top rope and they slammed it shut. 
And if his limb had come off, I wouldn't have been surprised. So it did look absolutely horrible, which was the point. But also, that was the point of this match. It was meant to be carnage. It was meant to be chaos. It was meant to be a spectacle. And I thought all four did such a terrific job. And like I said, I've been pondering on it. And in terms of having a good time and a bit of a boogie-woogie, this may be number one. It was totally joyous. Up. Although if you do want to talk about the best match of the evening, well, you do have to bring in what's next to the conversation. Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Now, of course, there was a big debate online. Oh, why are we doing this match at Wembley? And I think people are crazy. If you were going to do this contest, this was probably time to do it. And as always, Will Ospreay, probably the best wrestler in the world. He just gets better and better and his selling is off the chart. And as for Jericho, I don't care that he's 52 years old. His brain is just meant for pro wrestling. And it rocked. I also thought that Fozzie playing Chris Jericho's entrance was one of those things where you're like, well, man, that's probably going to last the test of time. And when they just got into it, it was almost like conflicting styles. But in many ways, Will Ospreay is a student of the style that Jericho popularized back in the day. So I was watching this and I'm like, man, it's wrestling math. It also went into all these reverses and counters. Like at one point, Ospreay was going to go for the Oz car, but Jericho reversed it into a code breaker. But given how you do an Oz cutter, this was like to the back of the head. I don't think I've ever seen that before. He also counted a Stormbreaker into the walls of Jericho. That's when I was like, oh man, I'm having the best time. And when Osprey got back to his feet and went for the hidden blade, Jericho hit another code breaker. I was like, man, what is wrong with you, Chris? Why are you taking so long to break this code? What is it? Professor Layton? Come on. We then got into these kickouts because, of course, that's what we have to do in 2023. But I loved it because Jericho hit the Judas effect. Osprey kicked out. And maybe even bigger than that, Will finally hit the Stormbreaker and Chris got his shoulder up by two. And honestly, the reaction to that and in general, the reaction to Will Osprey, I would say he's arrived. I kind of think he already got here. Of course, the wizard then decided, I know what I'll do. I'll flip you off, William Ospreay, which was not a good idea because he got thwacked with maybe the worst hidden blade I've ever seen. Right in the face, Stormbreaker, one, two, three, and that's it. In the last two months, Will Ospreay has defeated Chris Jericho, Akada, and Kenny Omega, and he has cemented himself as number one. We did get a little hint about where we may be going next as well because Sammy Guevara had come out with Chris Jericho, and at one point he was trying to use Floyd the baseball bat, but Christopher kind of pushed him away because he was so bummed. Do we go back into that feud? Maybe, although we are going to have to come up with a brand new idea. I thought this was pretty damn special. I'm giving it an up. And talking about special, it was then the acclaimed versus the House of Black. Round of applause. Because we just did all the little things right here. Like for starters, the House of Black came out wearing white and they were paying tribute to Bray Wyatt, which I thought was very, very nice. And the acclaimed have that rap. Oh, you know, they're making references about like Harry Potter. Prince Andrew, Meghan Markle. That's like, man, Daily Mail's gonna have a field day. This is where I will mention that Mercedes Monet kept being shown on camera, so you have to figure she's gonna do something with AEW. But the really strange thing here is we did not cut to her once during the women's four-way, but when Julia Hart was on screen and got into it with Billy Gunn, then we cut to Mercedes, and once again, she got a massive cheer. So maybe we're actually gonna do that match. I also have to say this went completely over my head on Dynamite. But daddy-ass Billy Gunn has now transformed into badass Billy Gunn, and we're meant to think the badass version is harder than daddy-ass. So this is basically his version of the demon. 
couldn't stop laughing. It's the greatest. He was also doing crotch chops to Julia Hart, which was hilarious because Julia Hart wasn't born during the first iteration of Degeneration X. But the whole point of this was nice and simple. The acclaimed have the famous. The acclaimed have the arrival and the acclaimed have the mic drop. So they decided, well, we'll try it once. It didn't work. Well, we'll try it again. Well, that didn't work either. Try it again. And then we'll try it again. And if it doesn't work, well, we'll just try it again. There's also an amazing kick out by Billy Gunn after got hit by the black mass. And seriously, that could be the greatest kick out in history because it was even closer than the one we talked about earlier. But eventually the acclaimed did get their finishing move sequence and they got the one, two, three. And this is why it was so damn perfect, because this place came unglued. We did a massive scissor party, and I just loved it. I love all those guys. I think they've come so far. They've done such a good job. They're such good peeps. I am going to give it an up. More of this. And actually, this is what was so good about All In. We just played to the baby faces, so we could feel, once again, warm and fuzzy in our tum-tums. Sometimes, that's just what you want in wrestling. Which was exactly the same for the main event, MJF versus Adam Cole. Now, I do just want to say that after thinking about it for a while, I do genuinely think that Maxwell Jacob Friedman is my favourite new wrestler because the dude just knows what he's doing. And if there was a 1A and 1B, do you know who would walk in there? Adam flipping Cole. Because the whole story of this match is that Maxwell genuinely, at least as far as we know, is in love with Cole and thinks he's his best friend. And while Adam does like MJF, maybe he likes that world title just a little bit more... <laughs> Because at one point he was like, yeah, no more fun and games. I'm going to whip your ass. I mean, the best way to prove that was that he gave MJF a brain buster on December the Steel Steps. And when Friedman was going to tombstone him onto Alan the Announce table, he changed his mind. So you know what Adam Cole did? He said, well, you shouldn't have done that, Bupski. And he gave him the Stone of Tomb onto that thing. And look, I'm sure they did protect themselves. But just watching it, I was like, oodle they're dead. We also used this to have some amazing count-out spots with people getting back in at nine. But at one point, I was yelling at Adam like, bro, you don't want to win that way because you won't be the champion. And the finish to this was the greatest story ever. And it just ties in to how simple wrestling can be. For example, early in the match, Maxwell finally hit the dive. The dive. Something we see about 72,000 on every show. And this place came unglued because he's been teasing it for so long. And because they had been building up this double clothesline, both of them thought, well, I must have the powers in my arms. So they both went for it. They hit a double clothesline on each other. They fell down. They had their arms over the other one. So the ref had to count three, which meant it was a draw. Now, look, everybody in their pup knew it wasn't going to end this way, but it was just so clever. Cole then demanded they go five more minutes. And MJF was like, no, we shall not go five more. We'll flubbing go till we're finished. But he did not say flubbing. And then they got back into it, man. We went shenanigan crazy, including Adam Cole going for the Panama Sunrise and doing it on the referee. Search my feelings. It was my favorite moment ever in wrestling. It was hilarious. They also did the best variation of the Eddie Guerrero spot ever, where they were throwing the chair to each other when the referee was down. When Cole finally decided, well, screw this, and he laid down. So Max was like, all right. He put the chair over his neck. And he laid down too. Honestly, some people are like, oh man, you can't have goofy wrestling in the main event. I'll fight you. That's right. Come on, Rap. We'll do the fisty cuffs. Thought this was absolutely brilliant. This is when MJF decided, well, the referee is down. Maybe I'll use the dynamite diamond ring, but he just couldn't bring himself to do it. When neck brace Roderick Strong was here, he's like, look, I don't care. And he booted Max right in the balls. He then gave the AEW title to Adam Cole and was like, use it for goodness sake, use it and we can become the champion. And even though Adam was going to do it, he changed his mind. 
because friendship was going to win. It was really good too because Roderick just stormed off here like, man, came all the way to England. You can't even get that right. And we need to put over his character because he's been great, but nothing will ever be as awesome as the fact Adam Cole was distracted by this. So what did MJF do? The brand new greatest wrestler of all time. He looked to the left, he looked to the right, and he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And he retained his belt. There was some great stuff afterwards as well because Adam Cole was so annoyed about this. MJF's like, look, man, it was just a fluke. It happens. You're still like my champion. And don't forget, we also now have the Ring of Honor tag titles. Adam just threw it away like it was a biscuit. And this really hurt Friedman. He was like, oh, I see. You were never my real pal. You were never my real friend. So fine. And he turned around and was like, you know what? You want to hit me in the back? Just go and do it. Now, of course, we all thought this was going to happen because then Adam Cole would turn heel, but he didn't. Much like in a good game of Mortal Kombat, he decided to cast friendship and they hugged. And that's how All In ended. Do you know how great this is? The answer is very. AEW then wasted their entire pyro budget for the year because there were so many fireworks. But I just loved, I'm going to say it one more time. I love the fact that a major event, the biggest wrestling event ever, ended with this. This stupid saying that I'm wearing on my chest. Not everything has to go crazy. Not everything has to be a, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Sometimes you can just put your faith back into life and put your faith back into happiness. So much like I said yesterday, it doesn't just get it up, it gets a golden up. Because I think, especially in 2023 world, that is so damn brave. And it also means when Adam Cold ultimately does screw over MTF, it's going to be twice as good. These two would be headliners in any company. I love them. Which, of course, brought us to the end of All In. I think all things considered, only one thing we can do, it gets a golden up all round. 80,000 people in Wembley, making wrestling history and also bringing pro wrestling back to the UK, which is what WWE has done as well. But without these two warring, I don't think that would have happened. And I can't wait to see what's next. Now, please do like the video, share the video and subscribe. Leave a comment below. Make sure you click the video here, which is ups and downs for Collision. If you want to see what I thought about that thing. But mostly, I want to thank you all for being so nice this weekend. For everyone that said nice words about what I did do yesterday. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I had the time of my life. Thank you to everyone that allowed that to happen as well. I'm a lucky man, as the verb once said. Don't even like the verb. But, you know, here we are. Take care of yourself. Normal service removed tomorrow. I can't. I'm so tired. Removes tomorrow. I'm going to leave. Take care. Goodbye.